I'm not going to lie. I was welcomed in, absolutely. No one ever made me feel unwelcome. But the first year and a half I was out here, I was 80% of the time the only chick at the dude's table, like, talking business. It was an awesome table. (laughs) (laughs) Not going to lie. Sometimes the odds were in my favor. (laughs) Hey, podcast listener. Even if you are alone in your entrepreneurial journey, know that today, right now in your earbuds, you are joined by thousands of entrepreneurs from all around the globe seeking to grow better, more profitable, location-independent businesses. If you'd like to learn more about what we do and download our entire back catalog, check out tropicalmba.com. Hey, oh, it's Thursday morning. It's the Tropical MBA podcast. This one's at tropicalmba.com slash hey, ladies. Speaking of ladies, today on the show, Alyssa Doucette, AlyssaDoucette.com. We got a lot to talk about. Welcome to the show, Alyssa. Thanks for having me. First off, the respectful listeners of this podcast have called me out. Matt from Newark called the number, and here's what he's got to say. Hey, Dan. It's Matt from Newark, Delaware. I absolutely love the show. I've listened to about 50 episodes now over the last few months. My best friend, Jared, got me into it. I just listened to the college episode about the purple cow, or that mentioned the purple cow, and I was like, they truly got a purple cow here. That's how I found out about the show, and I tell everybody that will listen about it as well. I even got my 65-year-old dad listening to it, and so inspirational, in fact, that Jarek started his own podcast, and we recorded the first episode last night. It's the Multisport Community Podcast. We're super excited about that. But not what I'm calling about. I would like to challenge you to get a female voice on the show. I've listened to about 50 episodes, and all of them have been male interviewees. So I will leave it at that and let you run with it. I'd love to see what you come up with, and I look forward to the next few episodes. Thanks a lot. I love the phone calls. I love what Matt's doing. I love the purple cow, the sharing. I love the challenge. And the funniest part is, is when I was listening to that, I was staring at your face thinking, <laughs> I can solve this problem immediately. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, Alyssa and I have been working together for way too long. She runs the Dynamite Circle, runs the business, business operations, everything, DCBKK. We talk for hours every week. You've probably been on this show at least a couple times before, right? Quietly in the background. Not for a full... No. A full rundown. So today we're actually going to talk about this issue of where are all the women in the digital nomad community? There's plenty of them. They just don't end up on this podcast for whatever reason, but that's going to change today. Okay? So thanks for the challenge. First off, a news item. The reason we're here on this beautiful tropical island, Alyssa, is of course to meet our new team member, Alex McQuaid. Alex, say hello. Just yell it out. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Alex is going to be coming onto the team to help provide great content to Tropical MBA listeners and most importantly to our DC member community. We had a great meeting today talking about, I won't mention the book anymore, but it was mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> we, we talked about DC location guides. We talked about reorganizing all the amazing content in there. We talked about our big event in October, DCBKK. I'm really excited about all that's coming down the pike. So big welcome to Alex on the team. Also, we are providing another Tropical MBA internship. If you want to act on it, literally, you've got like 48 hours if you're listening to this. So go to tropicalmba.com slash 
resort gig or Hey Ladies both work and check out the gig at our friend Sean and Mylene's resort here in Mindoro. And by the way, if you do that, you'll be working primarily for a woman, right? Right. Kick ass woman. <laughs> yeah. You just wrote, you wrote an, actually an article about Mylene, yeah? I did. She's got quite a story. You see, it happened a lot actually in Southeast Asia. A lot of women like run shop around a lot of these countries and Mylene is no exception. She started working in a fireworks factory supporting her family when she was 14 years old and now she owns two resorts, six stores, some four malls. Who knows what's going on? So if you're a lady sitting back home in the United States in your cubicle and you want to hit the road and join us, we're going to try to help you today because we've got a bunch of people in our community that have already out the door that can help inspire you. Maybe you can even reach out to them and get in touch with them. Of course, Alyssa is, has been deep into this stuff for years, so you can always write to her. So first off's first, what percentage of the D.C. is women? I think we're at somewhere between 14 and 15 percent, which actually in the past probably like 12 months has gone up three to five percentage points. There's been a massive increase recently. And this is something that I've noticed too. I guess, do you think it's just our community or do you think it's the travel community at large? There's something in me that senses that the next five years there's going to be a massive increase. I I think it's definitely more women are coming out here both just to do... um, any type of female travel, whether solo female travel or traveling with like groups of girlfriends. And then you kind of get out here and realize, dude, I'm like living on a beach, sipping coconuts, like living the life. And I can do it as a chick. I was somehow told for whatever reason that would be difficult. So I'm just going to figure out how to stay. We mentioned that there might be a difference in cultural attitude between East and West in terms of solo female travel. I think people have concerns about this. What's your attitude about solo female travel? Do you feel intimidated when you travel alone? I've actually written a lot on this and done a fair amount of talks. I actually would say probably as a female here in Southeast Asia and in the communities that I choose to live in, probably 70 to 80% of the time, I feel more comfortable walking around by myself at night than I ever would walking around New York City by myself late at night or back streets, back alleys of Paris late at night. You know, there's dangers everywhere in the world they're just kind of unknown dangers and kind of hyped up dangers when you go abroad right so that kind of fear of the unknown danger is much worse than the danger you know i want to get into some travel recommendations in southeast asia and i also want to highlight a lot of our friends in the community and what they're doing but first let's start with you let's talk about why you're standing here with me In a resort called Bad Lads. (laughs) Tell us your story. No, seriously. Let's let's talk about your entrepreneurial story because you've run businesses before. You've had the corporate career, and now you're helping running the D.C. So I want to walk through what inspired you to make this terrifying life change and come sit in islands professionally for a living. Actually, I frequently will tell people I do really cool, extraordinary things. I was not necessarily what you would define as an extraordinary person when I started out. I was just another American with no passport who was 30 years old and had never left the United States and was kind of working it out a bit. I had just gotten done 
almost a 10-year stint in insurance. I worked for four years in an insurance sales office and then basically got promoted to the field management office for an entire state and worked in Portland, Maine. So your, your parents state. were relatively proud of you. <laughs> My parents were relatively proud and of me. And now what do they think of you? They think you're nutbags? Uh, <laughs> They're certainly impressed by your Facebook feed. My parents are probably the biggest supporters of my lifestyle, and most importantly, my Facebook feed. My dad will talk to anyone in the comments who wants to comment on my Facebook statuses. Take me back to that moment when you were applying to Tropical MBA. Did you feel like, oh, these guys, they're just all bros, and you know, I'm not going to fit quite in, or it's, they're not accepting? Or Did you get that vibe from what we were doing? To be honest, I'd never gotten that vibe intentionally from you. Like, I don't think anyone in any of these communities ever intentionally puts out I want to attract all guys I want this to be like broy this is you know old old man's club but yeah. basically with a bunch of young guys on the beach now but it was definitely very obvious to me that there weren't a ton of girls in the space and especially in the company that I'd be coming to I was the first public girl hire so but fortunately I had spoken to you for that article that I had done up about location independent entrepreneurship. So I knew the softer side of Mr. Dan Andrews. Yes. <laughs> Talk it up. Talk and, it up. And, and, and knew that there was kind of, you know, this very earnest desire to build out this lifestyle in this community and yes. this world. And so uh, when you... I, I feel like that. We, like, we are so focused on business. Sometimes we don't come up for air to think mm-hmm. about anything else. Yeah. And so it, it kind of becomes one of those things. Like, I never felt like... I would be excluded as a girl. I just don't think I was really given a thought one way or the other because it was just if girls girls are here, that's cool. If they're not, like it would be cool if they were. But so you went from successful corporate woman with a great salary mm-hmm. to struggling uh, startup struggling. entrepreneur. You know, writing writing eHow articles for $15 an article. And who hasn't that's... been there? Every single entrepreneur on this, everybody, that's, that was the first year of starting a business. Yep. To now you're out the door, you've made it work for you. What would you tell yourself like looking back at the, the 30-year-old Alyssa? I, I think looking back at the 30-year-old Alyssa, well, first of all, it was really funny when I ended up taking this job because as we were talking about kind of the evils you know versus the evils you don't know, I, on top of being pretty sheltered internationally, was also pretty sheltered nationally, domestically. I had never lived more than two and a half hours away from the place that I grew up. So I had decided I needed to move out of Maine to build my career more. And so I started looking at like publishing networking cities. So I was looking at New York City, San Francisco, Austin, Portland, Oregon. And so when you posted your job, somehow in my mind I was like, San Francisco, Bali, like same, same. It's such a foreign like concept to me to live on the other side of the country versus eh, just a little further on the other side of the planet. Right. That the decision was actually quite an easy one for me. So let's talk about then, you know, where are all the location independent ladies at? You came to Bali. What's your impression of that as a place to live? And we were talking about spending the balance of this year here, maybe doing some projects in Bali this year. Do you think that's, that's a good place? And where are, would be other like top female travel destinations? I, I think Bali is absolutely probably ground zero for women in Southeast Asia. I think we can both 
thank and scorn Elizabeth Gilbert for that. The Eat, Pray lovers fell in love with Bali between her book and Julia Roberts. And Alyssa and I completely disagree on this, but if you haven't read this book, it's fabulous. There's a reason why everybody uh, loved it and passed it around. Where would be the pockets of community? So we'll talk Southeast Asia because that's where me and you yeah, have been focused. Of. You know, I was at the February Junto in Saigon and amazed to see a ton of women at the event and all the DCers going out together. So there's definitely a pocket of women in Saigon in our community, which wasn't happening a year ago. So that's changed. You're definitely seeing Chiang Mai. Chiang Mai is absolutely, that's where I've baselined for the past year has been uh, up in the mountains in Thailand. And basically the number of women I know who transitioned out to Southeast Asia and transitioned specifically to Chiang Mai because of the community of women that was there is pretty high. And is there any other thing that's, any other place that pops into your head as some place in Southeast Asia? I've heard some stuff about Kuala Lumpur because the Mind Valley kind of empire is out of Malaysia. Yes. They've got a lot of women coming in doing some really cool stuff. And so that's, they kind of spring off of Kuala Lumpur. So I have a lot of friends through that connection that have spent some serious time there. Right. But yeah, I don't, I don't know that I know of any other hubs that I've really heard a lot of women are flocking to. In Southeast Asia, I do know in in Europe, for example, Prague has a really high number of women settling down some roots there and doing some things. And Berlin, of course, is Berlin, obviously, perennial. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think we're both seeing the same thing. We're seeing an explosion of digital nomads in general. We're seeing a lot more women join the ranks. Of course, we have a very self-selecting crowd, but my gut is telling me that this is this is going to be a community that sees a lot more balance in the next few years. I, I think so. And I think one of the most important things that's happening and is kind of enabling this change is as soon as the group starts building like this, so as more and more women come out and find that there are other like-minded women for yeah. them to meet up with, like... I'm not going to lie. I was welcomed in. Absolutely. No one ever made me feel unwelcome. But the first year and a half I was out here, I was 80% of the time the only chick at the dude's table, like talking business. It was an awesome table. (laughs) (laughs) Not going to lie. Sometimes the odds were in my favor. (laughs) So we should highlight some of our friends in the community. Just why not? Just off the top of our heads. We've got a lot of them to choose from. So our team member... Kimberly Rich. Absolutely. We talked to her for hours a week, hundreds of emails <laughs> a week, managing the Dynamite Circle. So uh, She's uh, our community and event go-to. How about Shayna from Espresso English? She's one of the girls holding it down. She's got court down in uh, South America. Yeah. I think she's Brazil, maybe? Yeah. You, so, you can't keep track of these I people. Know. Jody Ettenberg, speaking of not keeping track of, you should follow. Do you follow her on Instagram? I follow her She's everywhere. Amazing She's... photographic talent. Obviously, legalnomads.com. She spoke at our last spoke event. Spoke on it, and she has been on the uh, podcast. Kendra from thehabitchef.com braved it with her husband and came here to Puerto Galera <laughs> when we had our tropical MBA seminars. And I still talk to Kendra regularly. I just got, received an email. We talked on email a few days ago. Christina, she's a, she she's kind of a secret. I was going to say, Christina's kind of like, she's she's actually like one of my favorite cool chicks in the community because she's like totally like Jane Bonding it. Like, yeah, yeah, let, let's be clear. <laughs> the reason we're mentioning this, we're going to have links at tropicalmba.com slash heyladies. So if you want to see what some of the girls that we've just run into in the last few months are, are up to, you can check out their blogs. How about Natalie Sisson? Everybody knows Natalie Sisson, uh, the suitcase entrepreneur. 
of course, Carrie McKeegan. Carrie McKeegan's been on this podcast three times. Three times. Three times. That's how <laughs> amazing of an entrepreneur she is. No kidding. I just have like a complete envy of their firstborn son, first off. <laughs> <laughs> their, their three-year-old is who we all aspire to be. Yeah, I'm going to grow up to be like their three-year-old kid. <laughs> but they have a wonderful business and they've been really helpful to the D.C. community. Of course, Lau Hanley, one of your good friends. Absolutely. From OnlyBodyWeight.com. We got Stacy from BrazenCopywriter.com, one of our very close friends, Farnoosh from ProlificLiving.com. We're going to have many of these community members highlighted on our blog this week, so you can click over, see what they're up to, as well as some, maybe some others we can dig up after this show. Absolutely. Well, and the nice thing about following some of these some of these women, either following their websites or their social media feeds or whatever, is a lot of them are talking about the same exact thing that we're talking about because... You know, even though everyone may think that, like, no one's talking about this or it's a very quiet demographic, it's actually a very loud demographic, which is part of why we've never done a show on it, because we didn't realize people weren't talking about it. Yeah, so we talk about it all the time. We love your challenges, and we will take them at 888-554-8428. How do you guys like how I say those numbers, like a radio guy? That's our lottery. <laughs> Lottery. <laughs> this is tropicalmba.com slash hey ladies. I am going to go take a walk through the beautiful hills of Mindoro as a swan. So I'm actually getting on a plane to Europe tomorrow. You guys are heading back to Bali. Sidestep into Hoach and then down to Bali. Okay. There's a huge group of girls in Hoach. I got to go gotta spend it. some time. Absolutely. Well, it's going to be a fun couple of weeks. I look forward to uh, catching up with you in Bali. And uh, thanks for being on the show. It's tropicalmba.com slash hey ladies. And we will see you next Thursday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hey, thanks for listening to the Tropical MBA podcast. You can go to tropicalmba.com, get access to hundreds of back episodes and all kinds of other goodies. Load up your iPod. That is the cheapest way to fly business class on your next international flight. We will see you next Thursday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time.